What's going on, everybody? Lou and Steve here from Since the Sandbox with Mock Draft 2.0 for the NFL. Everyone's bored. Everyone's stuck inside for the quarantine, so we're here to provide some entertainment. Yeah, some entertainment for sure. Yeah, guys, a little mock draft after free agency. Some teams addressed positions by signing either key free agent guys or maybe not so much uh, big moves. Now with this round of the draft, we can really kind of see a team's direction. So, Lou, you want to start us off with your one through five? Yes, yes, of course. So, my top five changed a little. I still have Burrow going to Cincinnati. I still have Chase Young going to Washington at two. Okuda going at three. But last time I had the uh, the Giants taking a lineman at four. So I have them taking Isaiah Simmons now. I feel like that's one of the uh, guarantees of the draft, or at least as guarantees can get in the draft. Miami. So I think Miami's going to trade that pick to the Raiders for Derek Carr in the 12th. That's what I have happening. And I have the Vegas taken two at five. Hey, they're saying a lot of good things and that the Raiders really might be in the quarterback market. So that that would be something crazy. But I'm happy you were talking about a lot of those teams with a lot of action because I think any team kind of from the Lions to Panthers could be a team that would move up or down. We know the Panthers kind of signed their quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater, but I still think the Chargers are looking for a quarterback. I think the Dolphins will draft one. And not that the Giants would draft one, but I think they're willing to move back for one of those two teams to move up to where they were to kind of take a pick. So I'm going to I'm gonna stay with Joe Burrow at one. I'm going to go a little more realistic with the Redskins and have Chase Young go back to two rather than Tua. Not that Tua couldn't be a realistic option for them there. I just think like when it comes down to it, they might try and get some trade talk going with the pick, but not end up doing it and just taking the safe bet. Three, I get the Lions with Okuda. Four, I now have the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. I did have them taking Okuda, but I'm just thinking Okuda is going to be gone by the time they pick. Not that they need him anyway, because they signed uh, Bradbury in free agency too. And then I think the Dolphins could try and trade up for a quarterback whoever the best available quarterback at the time they'll probably take. I still think that's Tua, but there are a lot of people that would say that Herbert's still a top option. I saw that today that they were saying that Herbert is it might jump ahead of him, and he is on a lot of teams' uh, scouting reports. So we'll see. That's going to be cool to see where he falls. But I have him going at six to the Chargers. I think it's kind of obvious Tyrod Taylor's the bridge quarterback now that Rivers is, is with us. I think that they have to move on, and they'll look for someone in the draft, obviously. And then seven, I have Carolina taking Derek Brown. And then I have a little bit of a change on the old lineman that Arizona is going to take at eight. I have them taking Tristan Worfus. Uh, he had a really good combine, and I think that now that they have D-Hop, that they, O-line is the only thing they really need. You know, I feel like that's another gimme. And nine, I have Jacksonville uh, taking Javon Kinlaw, a guy that I would love to get, but we don't have a first-round pick. So there's that. But I think he's a really good fit for them. And I think no matter how much they need on the offensive end, they're always going to be a defensive first team. Cleveland in Cleveland at 10 with uh, McKee Becton. I like him a lot. I think that's who they're going to go with. And it's kind of funny because I feel like 7, 8, 9, and 10 could all draft O-linemen. I feel like there's just going to be a run. And I think the same thing is going to happen with the receivers when we start getting to, to right around uh, 11 or so because the Jets could, could use a receiver, the Raiders, the Niners. They could all use one. I don't think the Bucks would 
be in the market for a receiver. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try and add like a tackle to protect Brady over there. Um, but Lou, with the Chargers at six, I, I definitely think that they're going to get Herbert too. I could see them trading up to try and get their guy before the Dolphins do with the Giants possibly. Talking some 0-4 action w- with some quarterback trade with the, with the Giants and the Chargers. That'd be a sight to see. At nine, I, I think the Panthers are going to try and protect their investment in Teddy Bridgewater or if they do end up drafting a quarterback somewhere within the the future years uh, they'll have a left tackle to protect him so I think the best left tackle on the board is Mackie Becton I think that's where he goes so going down to the Cardinals I I have them taking Derek Brown that D tackle we saw the Cardinals trade for for D hop so they definitely invested some on the offensive side of the ball. So now I think they'll look for defensive pressure to kind of help out Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson in that back end. And then going to the Jaguars, I have the Jaguars taking a tackle. They kind of seem committed to having Minshew Mania as the quarterback. And I still think Leonard Fournette's a big focal point of their offense. So I, I think getting him the ball is definitely uh, important. And, and why not go go tackle? You can never go wrong there. Now going to the Browns, I have them. This might be like a little bit of a reach, but I think this kid's a stud. Um, and that's Kenneth Murray, the linebacker. I think really addressing that defensive side of the ball is important. They're losing a, a linebacker in free agency in Schobert. So, so I really think having him plug in and play and can go sideline to sideline and can even get some pressure on the quarterback will help guys like Miles Garrett knowing that, that he's going to be reinstated whenever the NFL league year starts. Yeah, that is a huge piece because we have no idea when like he's really going to come back and like that, that's a, that's going to be a huge piece for them. And the Jets are next and I feel like they're a team that could go offense, but I mean, they could go defense, but I see them going offense. I, I have them taking Jerry Judy. I mean, they haven't really done much this whole offseason, and they still don't have a good offensive like side of the football. It's really just Le'Veon Bell. So they have to make a move there. And then Miami at 12, where the Raiders would pick, I have them getting Jedrick Willis to kind of uh, protect whoever the new quarterback is. I think it's Derek Carr, but they could go a lot of ways, but I think they have to shore up that old line because they've done so much on the defensive side. San Fran, I think they'll take uh, Ruggins, Ruggs the third at 13. I don't know why it's so tough to, to say that dude's name. <laughs> I always mess this guy's name up. And then Tampa Bay, protect the Brady investment. I see them grabbing Josh Jones, an athletic tackle, uh, really giving them a lot, of, a lot of comfort up front because I feel like that's all they need now is just an offensive line. And then back-to-back O-linemen, I have Denver taking Andrew Thomas, another O-tackle. So very O-tackle heavy draft, I will say that. No, it it definitely is. And it's just because they're such an important position. And a lot of the times we're seeing offensive lines have have seven, eight guys that that are really kind of revolving through, especially when they're putting in a lot of the jumbo packages. You have a tight ends really on the outside and an extra lineman lining up in the middle. Coming in with the Jets, I have, I have the, the Jets taking Tristan uh, worse. And I just think that they want to uh, pr- protect Sam Donald, their investment, and really see – what they have in him because a lot of the play I feel like that we've saw to this point has been iffy. Um, if they want to go out and get him a receiver and really, really make the team kind of make their best step forward in being a, a winning football team, that, that this is the direction to go. Going to the Raiders, I have them taking CD Lamb before Jerry Judy. It really is kind of a toss up. I just think that the Raiders might, might have might lean this way. The route running's good. He, he has big playability. 
going to the Niners, I, I got Judy, so I could I could say the same things about him. Just a guy that they're going to want to shape their offense around. The Bucks, they could def go offense and protect Brady there, but I have them getting the pass rusher, Caleb Vaughn, Chase on from LSU. I just think that he's going to be a stud and one of the premier Pro Bowl guys in the league that are really going to get after the passer. So we know that division has a lot of former MVP quarterbacks with, with Brady and, and Breeze. Cam no longer there, but but Matt Ryan's still there. So I think he's a guy that can get after the passer in that division. Yeah, no, it's actually funny because I have him in that division at Atlanta uh, going 16. But I have Dallas getting C.J. Henderson. Uh, all they really need is a cornerback. I had them getting a safety before, but they've, they've taken care of that. And then at 18, I have Miami uh, taking Xavier McKinley. Right after that, with the 19th pick, I have C.D. Lamb going to Vegas. Just like you, I think that's a perfect fit. I think Gruden loves the explosiveness and, and all that he can bring to that offense. And, and like you said, he will be the focal point if they get him. No, for sure. Now, just going going in with the Broncos, I have them getting a uh, D-tackle Kinlaw. I think he's really going to be be a good player. And going going in with Chubb and Von Miller, that's just going to be a really disruptive defensive line. And what they're really trying to do on offense, I, I think having the defensive line play and offensive line play they're trying to establish would be really good for them. Now, going to the Falcons, I, I got A.J. Espenza. I think he's going to be one of the most slept-on pass rushers in this draft. I, I think he's going to end up having one of the more uh, solid and consistent careers out of these guys because we've seen him have such a high motor and and do it from different positions on the defensive line. You can play him inside. You can play him outside. Uh, He could drop into coverage, and and he could still be really productive and reliable. Going to the Cowboys, I have them taking Xavier McKinney too. Just think after they lost Byron Jones that they're going to want to address the defensive backfield with spending all that money on Dak, Zeke, and Amari. They just – got to improve that defense especially with Mike McCarthy coming in I think they're going to want to be like a a more well-rounded team uh, rather than just focusing it on one side of the ball going to the Dolphins I have them taking the pass rush of the defensive end outside linebacker Terrell Lewis from Alabama those Alabama defenders are scary and a lot of them do turn out to be good pro plays so I don't think the Dolphins can go wrong there after they already got their their quarterback early on in the draft and still having another pick later on in this round. I've got something crazy coming up, man. I have Jacksonville, Philly, and Minnesota receivers back-to-back-to-back. So I have uh, Brandon Ayuk going to Jacksonville, T. Higgins going to Philly, and Justin Jefferson going to Minnesota. I know that seems a little crazy just because they got rid of Diggs, but I feel like they're looking themselves in the mirror and they're like, we need another guy on the offensive end. But yeah. we're not going to pay this guy. So it, it does work out. And then after that, with the Pats, I have them taking Patrick Queen. I think he's a perfect fit. They just lost Kyle Van Noy, so they do need a linebacker, which is funny because we thought they would need a safety after all this offseason, but they don't. Uh, so I had to switch that up because I had them getting a safety previously. And then I have uh, A.J. Spenza going to the Saints. I feel like besides pressure at the quarterback, I mean, the Saints really have a solid defense. And – like you said, he, he's one of the more all-around players in this draft, so he could really make a big impact there. Now, just coming in with the Raiders, we, we saw them kind of uh, address different things in the beginning of free agency. They, this is a team that has a lot of draft capital, too. 
Uh, so we can see them move all around the draft. You talked about it for a quarterback earlier, and I think that that could still be in play. But here I just have them keeping their pick and taking Trayvon Diggs, uh, the corner. I think he's going to be one of the corners that we're going to talk about when it comes more towards draft time, um, just from his brother being being in the league. And usually guys are talking about the younger siblings being better than the older siblings uh, when it comes to like guys like the Bosa brothers, the Watt brothers, and so on. So I think that could just have to be something that comes up for discussion. Going to the Jaguars, uh, they can go in a lot of different directions. Um, I just have them taking Grant Delpit. Uh, the LSU safety still trying to uh, make some playmakers in that defense with the young guys that they have going to the Eagles I have them taking uh, rugs still uh, addressing that offensive side of the ball we know in free agency that they did address a lot of the secondary help that they needed so hopefully getting a guy like rugs can can make Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson better players and see what Carson Wentz can be like at his best uh, going to the Vikings, I had them get in the pass rusher. Uh, Lou, your guy from Penn State, Utah Gross Matos. I think after losing Everson Griffin, they could definitely use some front seven help. Uh, we know that defense went from one of the most consistently established groups to a very young group now, and they franchise tagged Anthony Harris. We don't know if he's going to sign an extension and stay with them or if, if things are just going to go in another direction and they trade him to another team. But that's something we'll see. And Lou, I'm going to do something different for the Patriots. Uh, I know that they can definitely select a lot of offensive line or or defensive line guys, but I'm going to have them taking a quarterback, and and that's the guy Jordan Love from Utah State. I just think he has big playability, and and it's very possible he could be gone, very possible he could still be around when when the Patriots do pick. But I I feel like if they have this guy fall to them at this pick, that this is the direction they'll go. Yeah, it's going to be they're, – they're the most interesting team in the draft, honestly. Everyone's talking about the Jags and the Raiders. Even though I do have the Raiders making a splash, I just feel like the Pats, like no one knows what they're going to do. Is it a QB? Is it offense? Is it defense? It's, 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 it's all going to unfold in, in a Belichickian way, but we'll have to wait on that. But I, I have uh, uh, Travion Diggs going to Minnesota at 25. Uh, like you said, he's going to be a guy that we talk about, regardless if it's about his brother or if it's – um, just about his play in general, but he's going to be in the spotlight a lot. And he's definitely one of the, besides Okuda, he's definitely the best corner in this draft. Oh, for sure. No, no, he he definitely is. There's just so many guys that, that I feel like can, can impact the game in just so many different ways. What's cool about the draft is just seeing how teams kind of like evaluate them and, and how they value certain positions based on what they do schematically. Just It really just makes makes their talent and their skill level like, kind of subjective to what they're trying to do you know what I mean but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with, with a couple more picks and, and I got I got the Saints here I have them taking a, a Quara, the defensive end a linebacker for, from Notre Dame uh, I just think that they're really trying to to make a, a championship run while Drew, Drew Brees is still under contract and, and we see that what their secondary is now with, with Malcolm Jenkins and Janoris Jenkins on an extension so I think that they're just really trying to shape their, their team as a whole with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders as well. The Vikings, I have them taking the Florida corner. Uh, C.J. Henderson getting young in that secondary, just like I said, taking a lot of the veteran guys out of there. I think he's someone that can really, I don't want to say lock down a receiver, but I think if you put a, a safety over the top and him underneath, you definitely won't have to worry about them. Going to the Dolphins now with their third pick from Houston, I have them taking the LSU receiver, Justin Jefferson. Giving their quarterback to uh, who, they, who they took earlier in the draft, just a new weapon to go with Devontae 
Tucker as well in their young tight end, Mike Gusecki. And then I'm going to come in with my Seahawks pick, Lou, and then you could take it from here. But I have them addressing uh, the cornerback position here uh, from Clemson, A.J. Terrell, just kind of building that, that tough Seahawks defense that they always kind of want to establish when, when it comes to championships and things like that. We know what Russ can do on the offensive side of the ball. So just addressing that defense, I feel like would be important. So yeah, we went in two different directions a little on this one. I have Miami getting Zach Bond, the linebacker. I think he'd be really good at Van Noy. He knows where to be. He can cover the pass. He can cover the run. I, I've had him going to Miami at that 26 in the last draft too. That's one of the few I have uh, consistent with the end of the draft. And 27, I have Seattle taking a P. Carroll USC guy, the offensive tackle, Austin Jackson. Uh, they have the tight end now. They have the receivers. They're going to try to keep Jadavian Clowney. We have no idea how that's going to go. He might be forced to stay back there mm-hmm. with the predicament he's going to put himself in. But I think O-lines really need where they need to shore up. And I think everyone's going to be gone, so they're going to go with the USC guy. Baltimore at 28. I like them taking Ross Blacklock. Uh, they have so much pressure up front that they're just going to add some more. And then my guy, 29, to the Tennessee, Yedros Krosmatos, man. <laughs> Don't sleep on this, man. He, he's, really getting, um, he's really getting a bad end of the stick because there's a lot of good DNs in this draft. And it, it is good that he's going to go to a good team at the end of the draft. But I feel like his value hasn't been fairly judged just because of the rest of the draft and the needs and then at 30, I have Green Bay taking the guy, Julian Okwara, the linebacker. I feel like uh, they really need somebody now that your Giants took Blake Martinez from them. That's yep. going to be big. That'll be a huge piece for the Giants as well. But we will talk about that uh, another episode. Uh, at 31, I have San Fran taking A.J. Terrell, another really good corner. And then I have DeAndre Swift going to Kansas City. At, at that, I have uh, the same as last draft because I, I still can't figure out what Kansas City could add. No, it really is crazy that Kansas City really can pick wherever they really want to go. I mean, I'm thinking that they're going to go running back too in this draft. I ended up doing something a little different from them, but we'll get there in a sec. I really think it would be most realistic to, to go running back to, to pair up with Damian Williams, make him a third down back and kind of like a change of pace guy. Because I think he's good in a very limited role, you know what I mean? When you see him kind of play the game like every single down, I feel like he less explosive because he's just wearing himself out, you know? But I'm going to come in with my Ravens pick here, and I think they definitely need to address the linebacker. They lost their second linebacker to the Jets two years in a row. Uh, Patrick Mwasa just left to, to go there on a, on a two-year deal. So I have the, the Ravens selecting uh, LSU linebacker Patrick Queen. I think this is a guy that would fit good in their defense. Their defense is really gearing up for a championship, too, uh, as I was just talking with, with the Seahawks. So I think that this addition w- would really make them a, a scary overall team. Going to the Titans, I have them taking LSU cornerback Christian Fulton. So there's his two LSU players um, back-to-back. That defense was really, really talented group that ended up playing together. I think the Titans, with the loss of Logan Ryan in free agency, will just end up getting a, a younger, better, faster player uh, to go with a Dory Jackson. Going to the Packers, I have them taking tackle Andrew Thomas. I had this guy slipping a little bit j- just because of, of the run on offensive linemen that went earlier. But, Lou, what was the name of the tackle that they just lost? Bakhtiari? Uh, Brian Balaga, I thought it was. Yeah, Brian, yeah it was. It was Balaga. So maybe putting Andrew Thomas in on, on the right side of the line and then switching him over to the left when, when Bakhtiari's all done could be an option that they do. Going to the 49ers, I think that they have a need at the safety position. In drafting Ashton Davis, uh, the safety from Cal, I think he's he's going to be a, 
a good player and Richard Sherman can kind of coach him up and give him that veteran experience that he really needs to kind of develop into a solid pro. Uh, and then just going to the Chiefs, I, I know I said running back uh, would be the most realistic direction, but I think that there, there are a lot of running backs and they could probably still get a good running back in another round if they wanted to. So I have them getting the, the Houston offensive lineman, Joshua Jones. Josh Jones is, is, is going to be a really good, a really good tackle, man. He, he is really athletic. He's going to be one of the uh, low floor, high ceiling guys of the draft. Yeah, and, and but that's just what I mean. The draft, the draft's so deep, and taking him at, at thirty two is it like that? That's such a steal, you know what I mean? Um, but even going into the second round, they, there's just so many guys that we didn't even get the chance to even talk about yet, Lou. So maybe we can possibly put together a two round mock soon and really see uh, w- what some teams are going to do. Well, we've got plenty of time. Uh, I know everyone listening has plenty of time too. So smash those like buttons, subscribe buttons, and. Uh, Stay tuned for the second round of the mock draft and uh, mock draft part three of the first round. Right. Since the sandbox, baby. Peace.